All right. This is it. This is it. This is all. This is it. Or are I'm, we going to like call a season here or what? This is, it, well, I mean, I think in a way that it is an end of a season. <laughs> Sounds so dramatic. This is episode 20. Oh, yeah. Two zero. We made it to episode 20. That's right. And it's also Kendall's last episode for a short period of time. Yeah, that's right. Blake's kicking me out. I was I was thinking about uh, you know we've got that poster when you first walk in the door that says sweet tea and coffee. It's got our names on it. Um, when after yeah. you're after you're gone next week, I'm going to go and just kind of take a marker and just cross Ouch. out Kendall McDonald and just and write the new guest host's name on there. Wow, just, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna, gonna quickly accurate. get over my my hurt feelings, but then. Uh, I do think we need to talk about who's coming on, but we should do that after the right after song this plays. music. We can't yeah. talk too much until to, the music plays. You have to play the music. Okay, let's play the music. All right. Well, we've talked about sabbatical and Kendall's. Uh, departure a few episodes back, and so we won't spend a whole lot of time on that today. But this is this is a, a a monumental moment for us in the podcast. We've never had an episode that one of us has not been a part of. So that's true. This is this is it. You uh, act like we've been doing this. We've for been like hundred years. <laughs> it <laughs> like seems like we've episode been doing twenty yeah. month. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at a friend of mine who has a podcast, and I was looking at the number of episodes he's recorded, and it's like 286 or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I'm like, I don't know if we'll ever make it that far, but no. <laughs> we're going to run out of things to talk about. That's right. Uh, but we do have a plan for when Kendall's gone, and we alluded to that several episodes back. Uh, the man has been practicing. He's been in the bullpen <laughs> warming up. Uh, he has been watching a lot of baseball. I don't know if that's going to help in podcasts, but I just made the bullpen reference. Well, he's an Atlanta Braves fan. He's an Atlanta so. Braves fan. We may have to ask him about that at uh, some point in time. But. And who knows what his attitude will be at this point. Like when he comes right. out, we don't know what's going to happen. There We're recording could, this at a 1-1 tie in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, a lot so could we, happen yeah. in the next week or so. Yeah. So if you haven't figured it out yet by all these clues. There it is. Wait, we got to give one more clue. Okay. I don't know. Just give like one more clue. People already know Atlanta Braves fan. That's got to be obvious. I mean, I don't, what's yeah. one more good clue? A good clue. I mean, I don't. I, we had to bring a coffee drinker on, so that was one That's thing. That's right. Call in the coffee drinking bullpen. We couldn't do like sweet, hey, sweet and tea by the and way, Kool-Aid. Th- I think this is great. So Madison came in this morning. Madison Duty, who is our uh, all-star executive administrator, and uh, she brought me some java jacks this morning and said man for the 20th episode i feel like we gotta have you have to have coffee yeah in your hand and so i thought man that's 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 pretty awesome well, okay had, tell them i already had my them. sweet tea this morning right, just so that's but right i'm drinking water now natural spring water. natural kroger spring water that's right shout out to kroger. our tell them. new guest host for the next 10 weeks Woo! that's a long time <laughs> it will be the john james the yeah People started saying the with my name at one point in time, so I figured wow. I can start doing that with That's when you know you've made it. You've made it. You've, you, you've, you've arrived are, somewhere. Yeah, you've crossed the threshold when people put the in front of your name. So that's that's fun. We've, we're going to have a good time. We actually did a little mini episode yesterday uh, for something for the college students, and it was fun. And uh, threw John in the deep end, and you could tell he was a little uncomfortable at first, but once we got going, it was... He was just swimming, so it was it He's was fantastic. Gonna be great. You're gonna love it. John James is gonna be so good. You guys are gonna love getting to know him, and uh, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Ten weeks of of John James. It'll be great. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, one other housekeeping thing before we get oh, yeah. deep into the meat for this episode. Uh, this week, this coming Friday, so this is this is going to be released on a Tuesday, this podcast. By Friday, Fredonia Hill will have a new song available. It will be the same week. Okay. Yeah. So this is a little teaser. This is, yeah. So the uh, new song, you've, you've probably not heard it. This is not, so the last time. And this is very unlike you for yeah, us not to have heard it. I, I've done something different. I've here. done something different this time. So uh, we've got a song called Come Find Rest, and it comes out this Friday, November 5th. And uh, I'm really excited to share it. And I'll actually, I'll share it at the end of this episode for all of our listeners. You'll hear uh, the pre release of it. That's right. So, so don't worry if it looks like this podcast is a little long. There's uh there's three or four minutes in there that's it's, it's that's close, good, good to tunes five. at the end. So if you can endure our or if you want to you you or just forward. go ahead and skip to the end and you'll see, you'll see the song. No, this is really great. And this is so I I've heard the song and uh surprisingly Blake, you know, when he's uh when he's in the recording lab and mm-hmm. he's kind of secretive. Blake Blake's kind of I hold my cards he close. He holds to the his best. cards close and so you got to kind of pry it out of it. But anyway, I finally heard the song. And it's unlike... It is unlike if, if anything been, I've ever done. Yeah. If you've been following Blake for the last little while, you, uh, you've kind of, you may have some preconceived notions about what this song might be, mm-hmm. or you may, you may think you're going to hear it and go, oh yeah, that's very Blake. This one might throw you for a loop. This one's a little bit, a little bit different. So I don't know. Take us along. Before yeah, they so listen to it at think, the end, take us on the journey. I How think did this we happen? have to figure out where we want to start on this, because there's like stylistically... There's it's it sounds a certain way, and then there's the story of how it was written. So which which direction do you want to go? I want to know how how it was written, uh, mainly because people will if you start geeking out about music and stylistic. Oh no, but I think they'll like this. this. Okay, I, well, I don't know. Just okay, to, well, then, we'll start. I'll, I'll start with how it was written. Stay in layman's you, terms, please. Yeah, Stay on planet so, Earth if you don't uh, mind. I, I actually was uh, working with a guy several months ago, and uh, he was he was just in a time of need, and. Uh, we kind of had a regular routine of getting some groceries for him and helping him out and doing some things. And, and one day, we, every, every time that I would interact with him, he'd have, we'd have this conversation at the end of the, end of the day of like, uh, yeah, I really, I really want to come to church, but, uh, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna come to church this week. I think I'm gonna come. And he would always kind of promise me, I'm gonna come yeah. to church this week. And, uh, and it wouldn't happen, you know, which is fine. It, and I remember the last interaction I had with him, um, he goes, I really do want to come to church, but I feel like I've got to get everything sorted out in my life first. And I, I just remember, I remember looking at him and thinking, man, this guy, he just, he just seems tired. He just seems like he's been running hard for a really long time. And, and he, he has this feeling of like, but, I, and I've got to get all this together. I've got to get it sorted out before I can come to the church. And I, and I just remember thinking, no, man, and I remember saying, no, you don't have to have yeah. it all figured out. Come come and join this body. And, uh, um, and so I, I kind of, I, I pondered on that for several days and, and then I started writing this song, um, called come find rest. And, and it just talks about that journey of, of it, regardless of where you are in, in your walk, whether you're hmm. a saint or a sinner, you know, there is a place for you and we are, you're to find your rest in the Lord. And so that's kind of the, the concept of the song and how it came about in itself. Wow, I love that. That's really cool. I, we hear that a lot. If you've been around 
yeah. church for very long, and you have uh, really tried missionally to just kind of say to people, "Hey, come, come and be part of this." You you'll you'll come across that a lot where yeah. people will. But what's interesting is I think you also find that that attitude in the church, whereas we may not we may not not come, right. but we feel like when we come, we have to have it all together. Yeah. And there's in both ways there's kind of this lack of 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 honesty and uh, not lack of honesty but uh, lack of vulnerability that's necessary mm-hmm. uh, that God even says that He wants yeah uh, it, you know to stay away because I'm not put together right is to lack the vulnerability to even find that rest and then to come and pretend that you've got it all together yeah. which is I think the is the same thing which I think is the mistake the church has made for so long as we yeah. kind of portray that image of you've got have it all together before you can come in the doors. Yeah. So this song is kind of an invitation. It is. It's another one of those invitation songs. I've actually been kind of digging into that type of song yeah, for I love the last that. little while. Um, but stylistically, okay, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get mentioned, again, you mentioned it's, it's a little bit different. It's different. And uh, I think it's something that's going to be relatable. I think it's, it's, it's a sound that people here in Nacogdoches will recognize. Because I actually, when I sat down, I was like, okay, what kind of song do I want to write? What did I want it to sound like? And I recalled back to the old Heavenly Highway hymnal. We've Come talked on. about that. We reference it all and, the time. And uh, I was like, I want to write a song uh, that has that same kind of vibe as the, the songs did in that hymnal. And we talked about that hymnal of how it was a very blue collar, like these songs that were written were during a time of, you know, physical struggle with a lot of people. It was, you know... Dust Bowl, Great Depression, yeah. that type type of 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 song, and I thought that's perfect for the the idea of this song of come find rest. I want to have that same vibe to it, and so uh, vibes, yeah, it's got it's got the vibes, and <laughs> so the instrumentation. I used a lot of traditional folky type instrumentation. We we use mandolin and uh, dobro and a lot of organ and some gospel sounding piano parts and. And uh, I think it turned out it turned out really neat. My friend Todd Wright helped me uh, write some of the the lyrics to this song. And um, so, what's cool about it, and you'll hear it on the recording. I, I sing the first verse, uh, and then Todd sings the second verse. And the the first uh, demo of that song I recorded only had two verses. And then uh, I was in the shower one day, and I was singing that song. This is after weeks after the song had kind of been written, and we'd kind of closed the book on it. You just answered the question on many people's minds. Do worship pastors sing in the shower? No. No? I think in the shower. You think? I so was you, thinking, you just said you were singing well, it in the shower. Well, singing in my head. Oh, come on. You can on. ask my wife. I'm not going to sing in the oh, shower. Uh, but I was, I was singing it in my head, and another verse came to me just immediately, and I literally jumped out of the shower and, and got my phone, opened up the notes section, and wrote the third verse. And and I said, that's Elizabeth's verse. It just, from that moment. And so I called Elizabeth and said, hey, I got something for you. I'm going to send it over to you. And she said, no, we're not no. making another documentary yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, well, we put you through too much already. But uh, And so uh, she sings the third verse. So it's awesome. this song has lots of voices on it. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm excited to share it. We're going to sing it soon in church, actually. Ooh, can you give, can you give us a date? On Do you Sunday. Know a date? This coming... Oh, well, you will so, have just sung no, it. No, no, no. It'll be this coming Sunday from when they hear this. So Okay. So this drops on Tuesday. 
Friday, Friday the song drops, and then Sunday we'll sing it in. That's so it. you can practice and be ready. Yeah. We're giving our podcast listeners all the... All the treats. Yeah. So... Man, that's cool. I'm not, Man, you guys are riding like crazy right now. Every time I... We have this little spot uh, in the church that's kind of becoming the studio. It's where we record this. Yeah. And every time I pass by here... There's some sort of writing going Somebody's on. Somebody's doing, doing that, or our armor bearers are doing that. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool to see what God is doing, and who knows where all this writing and producing and who recording knows? is gonna go. Yeah. Stay tuned, friends. Yeah. There may be some adventures. Yeah, absolutely ahead. So that's great. Skip to the end if you want to hear that song. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. All right, so we are at a uh, kind of at a we we just wrapped up an incredible sermon series and and actually a really uh, I don't know like that was a big big deal to try to cover the entire bible yeah. in 10 weeks. Yeah. And I think that I think it was done pretty well. Oh. Well, I think I think you you knocked it out of the park. Well, thank you. It was uh I don't mind telling you that's the that's the hardest 10 weeks of preaching I yeah. think I've ever done. Just because figuring out what goes in and what goes out yeah is really really tough and at the same time it's some of the easiest because when you step back and look at the whole story it contrary to i think what the way we normally look at it it actually all flows together right and makes sense. Yeah, because we just don't we just don't look at it that way. That we don't. Enough. And we don't. Yeah, you're exactly right. But when you step back and see it, it's like, oh gosh, yeah, all this is woven together. Now, there you can do some really deep dives on these themes that we've talked about, and I've only done right. in, in some ways just very even shallow mentions. But it all, of course, obviously flows together, and that's why I was hoping that we would that we would see. So so let's back up and let's just go back to. Now that we're at the end of this, let's go back to the beginning and, and say, okay, why? Why do yeah. we feel like that we needed to cover in a 10-week span, other than maybe that's like all the time we had to do it, but <laughs> right. you know, what, what, why was that important to spend those 10 weeks and, and look at that entire narrative of Scripture? Well, I think it's, it's several things, but one is what we just alluded to that I really I really do think that most of the time when we approach the Bible, we approach it in a very compartmentalized way. Yeah. And that leads to all sorts of, of difficulty and, and issues where we, we go to verses. Mostly we just go to verses. Uh, very rarely do we even expand out into, into chapters, much less whole books and sections and then broken down into uh, kind of narrative narrative themes. And so I think when you always look at it so small, yeah, you miss the, you know, I mean, if you think about uh, cooking and you get all your ingredients out, all you pay attention to is one ingredient, you're going to miss the whole yeah. every single time. If all you try to, you know, if you make cookies and I'm, I'm, I'm not a cook so this nothing, is gonna yeah but if this you may make break cookies, down really quick and all but all you taste is the sugar like you miss the you miss the yeah the cookie right and, and the sugar is not gonna yeah it's not gonna make sense by itself it's so anyway so that was 
kind of one one piece of it. And I think the other, and I've been, man, this has been, look, I've, I've been a pastor since, a lead pastor since 2018, the end of 2018. So I'm still so, I feel like a baby in this, like just so new. But this has been a, this has been a stretch of ministry, yeah. like a oh yeah, incredibly challenging stretch. It, it, on on one hand, administratively, just trying to figure out what are we going to do next, right. and uh, and then also with all that has been going on in the world around us, just pastorally and caring for uh, people in the middle of that, with the amount of of grief and angst and hostility and all swirling around. I mean, just. Look, I'm not telling anybody anything new. It's been a really rough stretch. And so I've been doing a lot of listening. I've been really trying to uh, tune into uh, as many other pastoral voices as I can, just yeah, people that have yeah. been doing this longer than I have, to hear perspective and what they're feeling and what they're seeing. And there's a theme that's come up. And it's I, the theme is it's something that I've seen certainly locally, but it's also being seen nationally and, yeah. and internationally in the middle larger of all scale. this on a much larger scale, which, and, and that theme is that as, as we have gone through, as the world has gone through this incredibly difficult stretch of events, one of the things that's happening in the church is that it seems like we are, we are not coming to the moment in a, in a way of thinking that is formed by the story of Scripture. Hmm. We're coming to it, and our minds have been formed by other voices, right. other narratives. And so we're thinking from those things first, and rather than thinking from within the story of Scripture. And that's a real problem. Yeah. And so... And and it leads to all sorts of errors, and you know you you hear it talked about all the time that some of the divisions that are happening in our culture are kind of sneaking into, not sneaking into. I think it's pretty obvious right. they're in happening the in the church as well. And okay, well why why is that? What's what's going on? And I and I really think it's because we've without the pressures that we've that we've faced recently, in many ways we've kind of disconnected from the story a little bit. Yeah. And what trial does, it kind of puts you in the in the pressure cooker and it's gonna it's gonna expose your weaknesses. Yeah. And when we've kind of forgotten how to think about life and what's going on in the world from within the Christian story and then pressure hits, that's gonna show up. And so one of the things I was really hoping to do and this is not like this is not unique to me. I'm not the one that has like thought about this. I've heard a lot of pastors talking about it. But the reason I just said, okay, we've got to get into this story is because we've got to retrain our minds to think from within the story. Because the reality is we are not disconnected from the story of scripture. Right. And by the time you listen to this, you'll have heard that that final sermon where the invitation for the series is just to say, like, this is a story that invites you and I to play a role. Mm -hmm. And when we say yes to following Jesus 
and to learn from his teaching to become like him, we are literally being grafted into, to borrow some biblical language, grafted into the story. Right. We play a role. And the scripture calls us to be informed in our thinking by Jesus and by the whole story of scripture. And so what we need to, what we're, what we're doing in a day in and day out uh, living of our life is we're living into the story of scripture. So if that, if we're going to do that successfully, we've got to be thinking from within the story. We've got to know that we're part of the story and where we are in this, in this moment that Mm -hmm. we have a, a mission and an objective to preach the good news by the way that we live, by the way that we treat one another, and 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 to go, okay, if we say that the Bible is true, if we say this is the true story, then that means it can help us to think through and interpret the events that we're in right now, right, yeah. and how to act. And I and so what I wanted to try to do is bring our church through ten weeks to kind of remind you of this story, so that we're not so disconnected from it as we approach things in our day. And um, I, my hope is that we have maybe taken a step in that direction. But uh, anyway, that was kind of the, we need to learn to think again in a Christian way from within the story as we live out our lives. And yeah. That was the you know, I prompting. think that so often that, you know, we see these cracks and we see these holes and the things that, the, the problems and issues that we, we face yep. in and rather than using that whole narrative of scripture to apply to to what's happening, we yep. try to plug those holes with maybe bits and pieces of this here and that, and and, and it just doesn't seem to hold, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but and so I, yeah, I absolutely agree. We I mean, we plug those holes with whatever narrative we've already been listening to, right? So whether that's social media, whether that's you know talk news, whether that's yeah whatever ideologies are floating, like whatever that is, whatever you've been tuning into the deepest and paying the most attention to, that's what you're going to use to think about the situation that's in front of you. And that's why I say like the the pressure of the moment exposed the fact that some of the deepest formational voices in our life are not Mm -hmm. from scripture, are not from Jesus. And so we need to get back to that. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a call. I heard uh, John Mark Comer. I love, I love the way he said this. He said, uh, we're either being formed or being deformed. Hmm. We're either being formed into the person of, of Jesus, into the likeness of Jesus by what we consume. And how do you know whether that's happening or not? Well, the evidence is the fruit of the Spirit. Right, right. Or we're being deformed. And what he means by that is we're being shaped away from the image of, of Jesus. And how do you know that? Well, when pressure comes, the thing that comes out of your life are going to be things that are opposite of the fruit yeah. of the Spirit. Yeah. There's no middle ground. You're either being formed or deformed. I love the way he said that, um, and I think that's a good way of, of talking about uh, why we actually went through the, the series the way that we the way that we did. So I, ho- I hope it was helpful. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Um, if I left out your favorite story, I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had to make cuts and... We'll, we'll come was, back around we'll, to it yeah, at we'll some back point but in time. It was really fun, and uh, I've plugged them before, but a great, great resource, if you want to kind of go back and explore some of these themes, is a website called BibleProject.com. They do an unbelievable job of telling the story and animating. It's a great resource if yeah. you're doing Bible study with your kids yeah, to be able to like talk through. Yeah, the way they illustrate things. Man, yeah. 
so good. They've been so helpful. And, um, so that's a, that's a great resource, but, uh, yeah, that we'll be, we'll be wrapping it up this Sunday. Well, you have listened to You've this already and heard it'll it. be over. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. It's been good. Well, so is there anything, I, I didn't prepare you for this, but good. is, is there anything that's just burning on the tip of your tongue oh, that you just need to put out there to our podcast listeners or our church before you go. I mean, this is I'm I'm, no. I'm kind of tearing up a little bit. Oh my here. goodness, and, whatever. Uh, no, not at all. I except for and I don't know how to I'm going to try to say I will have tried to I, <laughs> we keep talking in retrospect. I will have already tried to do my best to express this to you in person just how special it is and how meaningful it is to me that this church believes in this yeah. sabbatical and that it's not, you know, that it, for all of us that are on pastoral staff here, that this church values that. What that means is, and I, I it's, it's kind of hard to find words, but, but what that means is that you have a value for the pastor's soul as an individual. Like you, yeah. you want for, us to be healthy. You value our nearness to Jesus and our prayerfulness and our thoughtfulness as we vocationally uh, lead as as pastors. And that's a, I think that's a rare value in a congregation Yeah, to really absolutely. believe in that. And so like the burning thing is just, gosh, thank you yeah. that you value us enough to to allow us to have this time because um, it is deeply meaningful to us personally. It's deeply meaningful to our families. It's super meaningful for just even the vocation that we live in day in and day out and, and our ability to even lead you in the way we believe that God has called us to do so. So I, I mean, the thing is just gratitude and, and thankfulness. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really exciting. Well, good. Well, we're going to have a couple check-ins. We've mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we'll uh, we'll hear from Kendall a couple of times over the sabbatical. Uh, but other than that, okay. Well, no, no, no. You got to ask a random question. Okay, we're going to no, finish. Just, we're going to finish with right. this. This is kind of a shorter episode, so it gives me time. Yeah. You know, one thing we haven't talked much about that I think uh, people would love to know is. Tell me about Blake Russell in oh. uh, in your free time. Oh. Like, man, I know. Like, what are your what are your hobbies? What do you like to do when there's nothing on the agenda? Where would you spend your time? We'll just call this. You can title this podcast the Random Podcast. It is. It's just in a collection of uh, yeah, a very thoughts. eclectic. It's we're trying to cram everything in before. That's right. Tell us about. I mean, what do you do in your free time? Uh, you know, I traditionally in the past have spent a lot of time kayak fishing. Most people know that about me. And That's right. I've really enjoyed that. I've not done as much of it this year as I have in the past. Like none of it. N- like I haven't been in one in a really long time. And I don't, everybody keeps asking me why. And yeah. I, I don't really. I have heard that a bunch. I people don't know really why. know why. It's like uh, we we had some things going on, remodeling some stuff, yeah. and, and that took up a lot of my free time and then kind of got out of, just got out of the routine and habit of, you know, taking some time on the weekend and going fishing. And then I got kind of lazy. I was like, well, I don't really want to pull this stuff out. And, um, but I do want to get back into it. I, I walk into my shop and I see it sitting there. I'm thinking I need to 
get that. I don't even I don't even have a fishing license right now, which is wow. unbelievable. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But and I live at a lake, <laughs> you know. Um, wow. But, but I do I do enjoy fishing. I do. I, I think I think part of me is I had to step away for a little while because I was doing like tournaments and things like that, and it yeah. it became such a competitive thing. And like, <laughs> I'm not a competitive person. I was losing most every tournament. I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm no Mike Smith, but. You know, Ooh, or okay. uh, Andrew Middlebrook, some oh, of the other guys in our man, church. Some that are, shout outs. Those guys are hardcore. Or some shade throwing. Yeah, too. yeah we know. do a little bit of both. But um, but it it got to be where I wasn't having as much fun doing it. And so, so you're secretly competitive. That's what you're saying. You oh, just I, said you're not competitive, but what you, I think just revealed I mean, is that you are, but I it's mean, just I, under the surface. I want to to win, but I don't have a I don't have a history of winning. Maybe I'll put it that way. And uh, so my actually, this is funny. My last tournament that I fished was about a year ago, and it was at Lake Nacogdoches, which is the lake that I live at. And uh, and I I got a trophy. I didn't win any money. And I'll tell you, I didn't win any money because Mike Smith edged me out of a spot last minute. But Blake's not competitive. Yeah, I'm not competitive. But I won a trophy, and then I was like, okay, I came here to to get a win a trophy, and I won one. So now I can I can retire from. Uh, tournament fishing. So, so you retired. I got third That's... place. Mike got second. I, you know, I, he might have been cheating. I don't know. Whoa! I'm just kidding. He and I fished together most of the day. So I don't feel good it about was, a it was accusation well of uh, of cheating no. without somebody here to. Defend I mean, if, if it's a so fishing Mike story, Smith may need to come on the. Pod if it's and... a fishing story, it's always everybody's always exaggerating a little bit on you know how big that fish was. So anyway, so third place. Third place. Third place and he, and in that particular rides tournament, off into the sunset. Yeah, and third place in that particular tournament didn't actually win any money, so it was first and second one. But one you have a trophy. Bit. But I got a trophy. It's hanging or it's in my office. So actually, won't let me hang it at the house. So I have it here. So. <laughs> okay, friends. So if you want to come see Blake, you can see a third place trophy. Yeah, a third. And place. where do they go see a second place trophy at Mike uh, Smith's house? Mike has <laughs> a ton of first and seconds and thirds and big giant checks on his wall. So that you can go. Right. You can go see him. So. Sponsored fisherman. Yeah, yeah, right. We'll have to have Mike in here sometime. We, we do need to have Mike fishing stories because you guys go back a little ways. You got some competitive fishing moments, don't you? Yeah, we. I mean, we've been fishing together for for a while. Um, been talking about fishing for a long time. Yeah. So we made some people angry on the church bus on the way to Haiti one time. Well, wasn't that because it was like three o'clock it was like in the morning in the and morning, you guys wouldn't stop talking? We were driving about to the fishing. airport and everybody's trying to sleep. We just, Mike and I realized that we both had that common interest and we pretty much. That was when the connection happened. Yeah. From here to Intercontinental, <laughs> we pretty much had nonstop conversations. Literally, about fishing. That, that bus would have left at like midnight. Oh, it was or late. It was late. Two in the morning. It was really late. Because it's an early flight. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so everybody's trying to sleep and you guys are just talking we're about We're just going fishing. 90 miles an hour talking about fishing. What else? What else do you like to do? I mean, Get us, get, get us a little. Like, what do you, what do you guys, as a family, what do you guys like to do when you got a, a break or a vacation or whatever? Like, what do you guys? like Yeah, to do? I mean, we've we've recently in the last year have gotten into, uh, I say camping. I'm going to say it with quotation marks camping. I think I've heard this kind of camping called glamping. No, it's not that. It's not like I'm Is renting right? a yurt that's air conditioning, but we are pulling a travel trailer. So that has air conditioning. That has air conditioning. <laughs> but what I'm saying is not like I'm. I've got oh, a. Man. A bellboy bringing me service or something. I don't know. But a yurt is more primitive than your that. house on wheels. Well, I did more. <laughs> I did more work to get it there. So whatever. Um, so we've gotten into that, which has been a lot of fun. That's that, cool. that's kind of one of our goals in the next several years is to 
uh, do more of that and see a yeah. lot more of, of um, you know, state parks and campgrounds. Any cool like spots you guys have been that you would tell people to go to if they're, they want to go on a cool camping trip? I mean, the spot I'm going to next week is on Lake Washita, and Oh, I've heard it's amazing. It's just a beautiful lake, and so uh, we're going to spend some days there. And uh, it's called the place where we go is called Crystal Springs Campground, and that's been one of our favorite one of our favorite places to to go. Nathan Dutton, who's our youth pastor, just says that's the most amazing place. So he uh, yeah he, he speaks highly. I, of I, I remember going there as a kid. Um, you know, we would either take a when I was a kid, we'd take a travel trailer up there or rent a cabin. Yeah. not a yurt. Um, but uh, and, and you know, going Glamping. out on that lake, but uh. In, in the fall, in the first part of November, it's just beautiful. You know, you've got the um, the Ozark Mountains, and the leaves are changing, and the lake itself is just a beautiful, deep, clear water lake. And yeah. so, um, it's nice. We're so we're going there for several days. So taking the whole crew up there. So by the time people listen, you will have done that. Are you? No, I'm going. Off? It's it'll be the following week. So we're I, we. I'm sorry. We keep talking in like yeah, in future yeah. in past tense, and so. Well, you'll need to uh, you'll need to give the people an update. On yeah, your camping. Yeah, camping experience. Yeah, I'll do that. That'll be fun. Cool. Okay, hobbies. We, I just needed that. People needed to see a little window into the world of of Blake Russell. Yeah, when he's not fishing, he's glamping. <laughs> when he's gl- not glamping, he's writing music. I'm writing music or <laughs> mowing the yard. Mowing. No, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's the or other hobby. not singing in the yeah. shower. Whatever. Yeah. All right, if we go on too much longer, this could uh, this could get out of hand. Everybody, so, so they've turned it off by this point, so or skip to the song. So. That's right, skip to the song. Hey, seriously, people, listen to the song. It's going to be amazing. Get ready to sing. Uh, I'd love for you to obviously listen to it before. And be yeah, listen to, to it. Add it Sunday. to your uh, your playlists and on libraries on Apple Music and Spotify and the song all the is places. Come, come find, find rest, rest by yeah. Fredonia Hill, and cool. you should be able to find it. Okay, next time you'll hear John, John James and the James. locals. I mean, John yeah. James and we're, we're gonna, Blake Russell. We've already kind of scheduled out some stuff, so we're gonna hear we're gonna hear his story, and uh, I'm excited about that. The enigma that is John James. That we're gonna we're James. gonna crack that open and and see what we find. That'll be fun, friends. I will see you again in a few weeks when I'll check in from the road Somewhere. from Arkansas, and uh, and then I'll see you uh, after that as sabbatical is concluded. And I think that's it. Yeah. Here is, for the first time ever, Come Find Rest. Adios. There is a Savior, and He can carry all that worry and fear away. Are you tired and weary, brother? Come find a rest, cause His yoke is easy.
Você é 